Welcome to the Guitar Dads Podcast, a podcast for guitar dads by guitar dads. This week, we're talking women of rock, cheap trick is more like fake trick, and a PRS SE leads to a Pandora's box. Matt is absolutely mind effed this week on the Guitar Dads Podcast. Now, the guys who want you to want them, Matt and Dave. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm Matt. And I'm Dave, and welcome to the pod. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome back to the podcast, episode 46. We're coming up on 50 very quickly, Dave. I don't know, man. Very quickly. Getting there fast. uh, Old and middle-aged. Exactly right. We're like way over the hill almost. But thank you for (laughs) listening. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Thank you for your likes and everything on the Instas. And yeah, here we are back at it again, the Guitar Dads. So what do we yeah, got? Matt, Matt, yeah, go ahead. Keep checking us out. Instagram, at Guitar Dads Pod. Find us on YouTube. We've got a number of new, in, yes. the, in, recent, in recent times, a number of new subscribers. So thank you if you are listening to the podcast and you're watching us uh, in our content on YouTube. We appreciate that. Um, you can just search Guitar Dads and find us there. And uh, you don't skip a beat. Make sure you hit the smash that. What do they say? Smash the notification. Smash bell that like button. Subscribe and smash the like button. All that <laughs> stuff. So do it. Just do smash it. it. You know you want to smash it. All right. Anyway, here we are. Let's get into it, Dave. What do we got going on this week in the news and notes section of our podcast? Well, not much. And that was this week's Guitar Dad's podcast. Oh, okay. oh, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we had some sad news to start off with. We this did week. have some sad news. Yeah. yeah, should we lead off with the sad news? Yeah, yeah. yeah let's let's start. That. Let's start with the sad, then we get to the good. All right. So, uh, for those of you uh, who understand amps and and high end amps and really super expensive amps, uh, the creator of the Dumble, Alexander Dumble, has passed away. Yes. I don't even know how old he was. How old was he? He wasn't. He wasn't super duper old. I mean, I don't know. I actually don't know. <laughs> Yeah, he was like eighty something or something rather. Yeah, so yeah, so how, so so what did what did he mean? See, you you were you've been into the guitar thing a lot longer than me, and you know a heck of a lot more about amps than I do. So you should probably comment on what he meant to uh, a lot of players like Mayer and and Joe B and yeah, all these other guys we talk about on the podcast. Yeah, so Dumble is basically one of these kind of holy grail pieces of gear in the guitar community. So there's a few kind of, I would say there's three big Holy grail pieces of gear in the guitar land. <laughs> and I would say specifically in guitar dad land. And so it is the original 1959 Les Paul. That's number one, which we're going to talk about later on in this podcast, because there's a little interesting thing that came up with Rick Nielsen from cheap trick. And the, oh, yes. the second thing is the original Klon Centaur pedal. This is an overdrive pedal 
for for guitar and it's really like it's another holy grail thing they're going for like five thousand dollars now on the market you know this is a good this is a pedal guitar expensive but pedals are like maybe what dave expensive pedal is about four to five hundred bucks these things are going yeah, for five yeah, grand yeah. on ebay and, and reverb them and and oh and by the way the, the 59 les paul that i talked about those go for like two three hundred thousand dollars they're that rare now yeah. and the third yeah. one which is made by this guy alexander Dumble is the Dumble amp. This is an amp that this guy made in the 80s. They really rose to fame because Stevie Ray Vaughan played them. And um and then a bunch of other players started playing them after Stevie Ray Vaughan. And then this guy just stopped making them, right? Like he made like I don't know, a few hundred or something. And that and and then people f- fell in love with the sound. Like if you listen to Stevie Ray Vaughan, if you listen to that sound, you know it's basically a dumble with a tube screamer in front of it, right? I mean, this is that's the sound. So that's the sound. That's the sound. So so this is a very coveted amp among like the guitar elite, right? So Joe Bonamassa famously tours with a few of them, and other guy that tours with a few of them, John Mayer. Um, he has quite a few. He's, he claims to have recorded most of his albums with the Dumble. He tours with the Dumble, a couple of Dumbles. And these amps now, we're talking, they go for, well, geez, Dave, how much do they go for? They go from, from what I've heard, they go from anywhere from like, depending on the exact model, anywhere from like 100000 to like 300000 so kind of in that yeah, same range. Yeah, they're, they're expensive. Yeah, very expensive. kind of that same range as the original 1959 Les Paul. So, you know, so this is kind of like, you know, and the thing the thing is funny about it, like, yes, this guy was an iconic guy, um, but he wasn't making amps anymore, right? <laughs> so, but right. he did pass on and it's sad and it is kind of like an end of an era because I think people were holding out hope like, Oh, maybe he's going to start making amps again. Well, sorry to say that's not going to happen now. So, well, I mean, and that's all, this is his death is I'm sure is only going to increase the value of uh, the amps that are out there. Right. Obviously. Yeah. So for people that don't know a lot about like, like gear, like this is how it works, you know, especially with, you know, if these guys die, it's kind of like art in that, in that sense. Um, you know, when people pass on, it comes even more of a, of a, of a coveted thing, right? Like the guy, right. and that's the thing, the guys that make the original claw, the guy that made this clon pedal that, that I'm telling you about, that guy is still alive and making clons on a kind of one-off kind of basis. And he also has a company that makes like more mass uh, produced versions of that pedal. And so that I think that kind of keeps I think when he goes, I mean, he's not a super old guy, but when he goes, I think this is going to be the same thing. Like these things are going to go completely through the roof. So that's what's going on now. And it's a sad thing. But, but you talk about like the Dumble Amp and the 59 Les Paul, right? I mean, those those are kind of like out of the, the realm of possibility for, for most like guitar geeks. Yeah, right? yeah, I mean, yeah. In terms because of cost. Yeah. Pure cost. You can. You have a much better chance of obtaining like an original Klon. Yeah, yeah. At like you know four or five six thousand dollars than you do, like an original. You know, feel like a, you know, fifty nine or a Dumble at like a you know a couple hundred thousand or more. Yeah, that's just unattainable you know, so for most people. It's totally unattainable. Yeah, I mean you're right. People. Like a cl- but this is the thing. Like the Klon is the Klon is to me is almost more out of control because it's just so much more than like a viable alternative. Right. Oh yeah, like, no. It, it's you true. know, it's, like yeah, it's absolutely true. It's completely insane. I mean, you could make that argument about the Les Paul because, 
you know, a, a USA model is a viable alternative, but a lot of people would say, no, it's really not if you want the exact thing. So like, but so yeah, I mean, maybe the most insane thing are, are this amp and the Les Paul that it's just, it's so astronomical and out of control that it's, yeah. it's really just a Holy grail type of a thing. So, so if you had the cash real quick, if you had the cat, the expandable cash, even if you had to kind of reach for a 59 or a, or a Dumble. Or Klon, throw that in there too. Yeah, which, yeah. And you could pick one. Which what are you what are you buying? I would def, I would I would do the 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 fifty nine all day every day. Oh yeah, I was just gonna yeah, say yeah. if you don't say fifty. Yeah, because yeah. it's a Gibson, right? It's a Gibson. It's an iconic thing. You know, Gibson's been around for a hundred years. It's gonna be around for a hundred more years. I'm just guessing. So, I don't think you can go wrong with that. Um, you know, the Klon and the Dumble, I can see them kind of fading away as tastes kind of change. Um, yeah, but you know, it's sad to say this guy just died, but, uh, I think, I think the, the Gibson isn't really associated with any one person. It's associated with the brand and the original real kind of Les Paul burst, right? Like sunburst yeah. Les Paul. So I think that's, it doesn't get more iconic than that in my opinion. No, and so. you, you know, we've had the debate plenty of times like, but I, it, you know, even before I play guitar, I always kind of associated the look of a guitar with a, with a, with a Les Paul. And oh, I know yeah. a lot of people would argue, well, I kind of, I'm more like a, I'm more of a Strat guy. And like, in, in, when it comes to rock, those are the two guitars. Yeah, totally. That people really associate the look of, of a rock and roll guitar. So, yeah, I, I would say the 59 too. I'd have to have a Les Paul. I'd have to have a 59 Les Paul. Yeah, I mean, the 59 is just the whole thing. I mean, you have to. I mean, this is the thing. The 59, because that has gotten so out of control, the 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 re the reissues that Gibson makes now, like in production, you know, they're all handmade. These aren't like in CNC machines and stuff like that. Um, they're all, Yeah, even these are out of control. These are getting more and more. They, I, I want to say like... Like five years ago, you could get a '59 reissue from the Gibson Custom Shop for around fifty-five hundred. Now they've gone up like two grand. They're like seventy-five hundred, right? It's like completely out of control. It's it's out of control. Totally I mean, everything inflation is happening everywhere, but this seems to be happening. You know, it, <laughs> well, and, so. and and it's even worse if you happen to get if you happen to get duped into buying a fake '59. Which brings yeah, us let's to our talk. Next let's talk about that. Topic. Yeah. Let's talk about Rick Nielsen over here. Yeah. So Rick, you want me to? Who, tell if you don't know Rick, yeah, go ahead. Tell yeah. Us, everybody, yeah. I mean, you, everybody knows who Rick Nielsen is, right? Cheap trick. I mean, come on. So the news and notes this week are pretty gear uh, heavy, but anyway, we're, we're going to do it anyway. So Rick Nielsen, this is a this is a this is kind of a funny thing, and I, I don't think this has made it into like the lexicon of the guitar world yet. But I'm wondering if it, no. So we're going to bring it to yeah, you. Nice yeah, yeah. This is like er, this is like early stages. And I think a lot of people are just going to be like, that's completely nuts and you guys are wrong. But so I, I stumbled across this. So so we'll start from the beginning. So if you guys are into guitars, Gibson runs a show on YouTube called The Collection. It's one of Mark Agnese's new like shows that he does on YouTube. And what The Collection is, is he goes and meets with rock stars, like really v- famous, iconic guys, and goes over their guitar collections. You know, obviously he does this with guys that, you know, kind of are f- famous for owning a bunch of, for having a big guitar co- co- 
collection and Rick Nielsen from Cheap Trick has a massive guitar collection and he he, he is also uh, famous for collecting a bunch of these original 1959 Les Pauls so he's showing like he and you know that's what of course it's a Gibson show on YouTube so they go over all the 59s and it's like oh wow look at this one look at this one so he actually showed a few on this show on this episode all right, and and some of them were really cool. There was one that was particularly interesting. It was a flame, really flamey maple top. I mean, they all have maple tops, but this was a particularly flamey one, almost quilted. I would say, Dave, right with a wide flame and quilted, which you don't really see on a lot of fifty uh, nines. Um, no, you don't. It does yeah. look. It doesn't. It does when you when you send me the the. Um the info on this and i saw it i'm like that doesn't i and i don't know how like have a lot a heck of a whole lot about it but i'm like that doesn't look like a 59 to me it looks like a like a i don't, I don't even know yeah you know? yeah yeah so anyway so so i actually stumble across this on facebook i stumble across a group called the burst hunters <laughs> <laughs> what a these, great group these, name! These if anybody's <laughs> listening to us, and you're in the Burst Hunters, and you or or you were the you created that group, kudos <laughs> to you. That's that's amazing. Seriously, man. If this, if if you if this is your group, like this, but it's it's basically it's great. It's basically yeah. a group of people that are obsessed with 59 Les Pauls, and they track them down because there's only like a few hundred that are out there now in circulation, <laughs> if that. You know, maybe there's a hundred, you know, so these people, there's some people that are obsessed with this. And, they, and Joe Bonamassa owns 99 of them. He does. Joe Bonamassa is a burst. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if Joe's in this group on Facebook. <laughs> He's probably in the group with some burner but, account, I'm sure. But some guy posted in a picture of this and he goes, this guitar does not look like an original 59. And he listed like 20 reasons. We're not going to get into them in this podcast because it's boring, but it's like the body shape is not right. The pickup covers aren't right. All these things that he like listed down. And it's like, these are people that are obsessed with these things. Right. So, and then like a bunch of other people chime in. Yeah. He got into like the whole PAF thing and like, this isn't right. And all all the, yeah, yeah, he got got like very detailed. And it like, it's pretty convincing. So, so then all these other people, you know, the typical like Facebook group think was like, oh, yeah, that thing's fake. And then a bunch of people were like, what are you crazy? If Rick Nielsen <laughs> yeah. says it's real, it's real. And everyone's like, oh. right. and then a bunch of people were like, I don't know. It doesn't look. I don't think so. They're like, I think it's a late. And some people were even as specific to say, I think it's a late 90s reissue 59. That's what I think this is. Wow. It, I know. It's crazy. So what's the story? What's the what's the story here then in the end is is. Was Rick duped or is Rick trying to dupe us? So, you know, what I said, of course. Like, that's the question, I mean, right? Dave, I mean, what, do you think I, what do you think I posted on this thing? I said, well, that's a cheap trick. <laughs> that's a trick. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I mean, it's your guitar, Dad. You have to have a dad joke. I was like, what's Rick Nielsen trying to pull? That's a cheap trick. But anyway, yeah, so I think Pete, the consensus was he might have been just messing with us. Um, he probably knows full well what exactly what that guitar is. And, you know, maybe he's messing with us. Or maybe he really thinks it's a real fi- 59. I mean, this is really interesting that a bunch of obsessive guitar people are like, no, there's no way that's a real one. You know, because it, it, like it's easy to find a consensus on this. Like, these guys know, like, down to every little detail. They're like, yep, that's a real one. It was probably yeah. made on the later end of 59. Like they know this stuff. They know all this know? stuff, and I think you. I think you're right. Like this is just the very beginning. This is gonna, you know, mark our words tonight because this is gonna become a bigger thing. Because there's gonna be tons of people out there commenting on this oh, yeah. on all the different socials, and at some point, 
Rick's going to kind of have to answer because there's going to be there are plenty of people out there that can easily identify this as a real 59 or not. And if it turns out that it's that it's not, you know, we're going to he's going to have to kind of answer to it. Like, where did he get it? Who who told him it was an original? Yeah. Why did he think it was an original? Or, you know, God forbid, he's just kind of pulling the wool over everybody's eyes, which doesn't that doesn't seem like a possibility to me. Yeah, I think that's, you know, because why why would he want to do that? Well, because he's kind of a wild man, you know, it's it's what it is. Yeah, yeah. But why why would he? Why? Why, though? But why would you want to, like, put yourself out there and then like like, only to look like a fool? Right. It could be that this is what it could be, Dave. It could be that it's totally legit. And it's some crazy one-off that no one's ever seen before, right? And right. so, I mean, it, you're right. You know. and, and, I, and that that information can easily be confirmed, right? Well, I, mean, I don't, I don't know. Can and, it? I mean, I have no idea. I mean, well, you know how thing, you know how all this stuff works, right? Like, it, it kind of starts to leak out real slow, and then all of a sudden, maybe like a picture shows up, oh, or the yeah, original yeah, yeah. owner, the, the original owner comes to light and says, you know, yes. Uh, or that that was I mean, my grandfather's I don't know. A lot of these original owners are dead, Dave. I don't know, man. Well, I, like that was my my father's guitar, my yeah, grandfather's maybe. guitar, that kind yeah. of thing, right? And like you have like the original owner telling the story of what it was and why it was. So I don't know. That could be that. This to is, me, that's more of the that's more of the likelihood. This is um, this is that, a mystery. That, but yeah, I would love I would mystery. love for this story. This is what we're talking about on the podcast. I'd love for this story to proliferate and. <laughs> And oh, like, yeah, let's I'm get sure. to the you bottom. Let's get to the bottom yeah. of this, right? So, anyway, it's a cool story. But speaking of Les Pauls, our, yeah, speaking our, of Les Pauls, and speaking of people that aren't going to get duped by a fake fifty-nine, our favorite slash slash actually owns. Oh, wait, it's the he owns a few fifty-nines himself. He, anyway, but go ahead, he Dave. Does, go ahead yeah. and tell the people. So maybe, maybe Slash can answer to us. Maybe Slash, Slash, if you're listening, you know, comment on our Instagram yeah, page slash. at Guitar Dads. Thanks, but, man. Uh, anyway, yeah, thanks, appreciate it. <laughs> Friend of the show. Um, yeah, so uh, the new album, the new Slash with uh, featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators, conspirators. Uh, is coming out very soon. Yes. And they released another song off the album called uh, Calling Off the Dogs. Have you heard it? I heard it. I loved it. And um, I think this album's going to be kick-ass. Oh, it's got all the... I mean, that the riff in this song is It's great. pretty and riffing, it just, yeah. It, it's I, and remember yeah. we talked about this back when 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 Guns N' Roses released those two songs while they were on tour. Yes, and you said, and I agree with you, that Slash is holding all the goods for 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 his solo. He's, he's stuff. saving his best riffs for the solo stuff. I don't and know this. This compared to a lot of other stuff he's put out in the last like I don't know five like the last two albums. Uh, this to me is the most GNR kind of riff and feel to it. Oh, interesting. The whole song, really, than, than a lot of other things that he's put out in the last couple of That's hours. That's a hot take. Um, yeah. No, yeah, I think you're probably right about that. And the other thing I'll say is, last episode we talked about the other, the ballad that they put out called, oh, geez, Dave, what's it called? The one, the single that came uh, up before this. Anyway, yeah, that, the other single, the other single yeah. that came up before. I listened to that a few more times. That's growing on me. <laughs> yeah, that like, one's a slow grower, it, but it's definitely it's gonna definitely grow good. But this calling off the dogs is another kind of banger from Slash and Miles and the gang. So I'm, yeah, ex- yeah, I'm yeah. Re- again, this is this is probably the most highly anticipated album of 2022 for us. So <laughs> we're excited about it. Um, so yeah, but get, definitely go and, and check it out and give it a listen if you haven't listened to it yet. Speaking of giving things a yeah. listen, Dave. 
Speaking of giving things a listen, <laughs> as we like to do as, as much as we possibly can on the pod, as, and we did last week. We did. Uh, go listen to it. We we want to try to introduce you guys to as many new rock bands as we possibly can. So real quick tonight, tonight's featured act is going to be, uh, they're, they're called Goodbye June. And it's actually an interesting story how they got that name. I'll let you people look it up. Oh. Um, but they are a uh, another up-and-coming rock band. I think they released their first EP in 2017 if i'm not mistaken but anyway oh. you can easily you can find them anywhere you stream music just uh search goodbye june they got some real they got that classic like you know less paul marshall kind of sound and yeah i don't know what else they play there's not a lot there's not a ton out there um of their live stuff so it's so i don't know exactly what kind of gear they're always using but um it's got that that total guitar dab vibe that 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 killer rock riff vibe, um, right up there with uh, with the other bands we told you about, like Dirty Honey, uh, South of Eden, and, and that kind of that kind do of you, style. Do you so they're really good. They are they are good. Do you agree with me that I felt I was getting a blind what is it blind oh, melon blind melon blind yes. melon. Thank you. Yeah, he kind of has the the singer kind of has like that Shannon Hoon kind of look. Yeah, well, for I, sure. he's I got the, well, kinda, he's got that sound. I think is what I'm saying. And, it, and that sound, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Blind. Yeah, melon. not every, not all, not not much of it is blind melanie. But the thing, the song that I sent you is yeah. I only like listened to get, one. They got a lot of good tunes. I, I'm gonna have to check them out a little bit more. I didn't get a lot of music listening time this past week. Um, but um, I will do some more music listening. I don't know, Dave. It's a toss up when I'm on the bike. When I'm on the stationary bike, if I'm doing podcasts or if I'm doing music, so maybe I'll just. Oh yeah, well, for may, for the sake of our listeners, I think you have to. I do think the I got to do the music right? and gotta, find some more bands. Yeah. So, um, but you know, I also have to stay up on what's going on so we can bring the news to you guys. So that's where it is. But definitely yeah, next week, if you're not keeping up on it, you're going to be coming on next week, going, "Yeah, have you heard the band? This band, they think they're called Tesla." <laughs> <laughs> but goodbye June is a good shout, Dave. So we're going yeah, to try to, take, I don't know, Dave, what do we think? We're going to try to do this almost every week where we hit you with a new band. So I think there's got to be, yeah. there's got to be enough bands out there. We can do this a number oh, of weeks Oh, I think in a that's row. right. But you we're know? only going to, but this is up. the thing though. We're only going to give you bands that we like. We're not just going to tell you bands to give them this just for the sake of talking about bands. Like they had to meet the guitar dad criteria because we, Dave yeah, and I listen we, to a lot of bands. Which is strict. We listen to a lot of bands. We listen to a lot of music and it's like, sometimes it's like, oh, would you guys hear about this band? I'm like, yep, yeah, nope, don't like them. Move on. Don't like them. <laughs> yep. Move on. Yeah, Matt's right. We're only going to be bringing up the band if we like them and we give our stamp of approval. Exactly and right. Sorry, that's just how it and is some, on the guitar dance. That's what we do. And just so you guys know, like sometimes Dave and I argue about this. So Dave's like, "These guys rock," and I'm like, "No." Like this, is, like Dave still likes like Disturbed, and I'm like, "Nah, that's that's I'm disturbed by them." Yeah, I kind of like Disturbed. <laughs> I don't know. It's just not good. You you and I you and I you and I argue about bands like Tool, which I no like. Tool. I love. You, no, you, are you kidding me? I love. You Tool. like Tool? Yeah, man. Yeah, I used to not like Tool. No, I always love Tool. I love Tool since they came out that album when we were freshmen in college. And I kind of and I kind of get into some of them. I get into like you know I, I'm in. I kind of get into a little bit of Trivium, and um, yeah, yeah. Who's a uh, who's a uh, Misha Mansour's band? Who's a uh, who's Misha, Misha Mansour's band? Um, oh, Animals uh, as man. Leaders. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, who's animals as leaders? <laughs> who's oh, animals as leaders? Yeah, who's that? <laughs> I know, I know. Who, I've heard Tosin, of them. That Tosin, oh my God, why are they? Tosin what, Abasi? Oh, uh, per, uh, periphery. Periphery. 
Yeah, but who? They're another band. Periphery. They're another metal band that's, that's great. Well, Misha's a great guitarist. How, how do you? Perif- deny I mean, that? no, these the guitar playing is incredible. We've talked about this before, though. It's just it's too much. Like the Cookie Monster vocals are too much, are way too much for me. So I wouldn't say Trivium and and Periphery have a lot of Cookie Monster vocals. Yeah, okay. they got some though. It's just not my thing. But anyway, if it's your thing, you know, good good for you. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully Matt and I will get into some arguments over the next few pods over some of these bands, and then we'll get you guys to comment, and we'll have a little bit of a vote. You can tell us if you think these are Guitar Dad approved or not. So speaking of... So the other thing, speaking of music... Speaking of Guitar Dad approved. Speaking of Guitar Dad, yeah, Guitar Dad approved stuff. is Another thing we want to start to do is feature a lot of women in rock, because there's a ton of great women in rock right now that are out there killing it. Yes. We talked about a number of them, but we want to do a slighter, deeper, a slightly more like a deeper dive into it tonight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this Um, was an actually, this is an idea that came to me from my brother's girlfriend, Andrea, Andrea, if you're listening, shout out to you. And she said, cause she's a big, she's a big kind of rock and blues fan. And she really said, you know, why don't you guys talk a little more about women out there that are, and we're like, we, we love so many women artists. Like that's easy for us to talk about. So yeah, we've talked about, <laughs> and we, we talk do about it. them all we the talk time, about them all the time, but not enough, but not enough. And you know, we figure this is why not let's talk about some women rockers. So we have to start off with our favorite of all time woman rocker, Lizzie Hale. <laughs> and if you don't know who Lizzie Hale is, she she fronts the band Hailstorm, Hailstorm yes, along with her brother and and two other and two other musicians, yes. obviously, yes. Um, and she the, so Hailstorm has been around for a while. I think they they put their when when did their first album the, their first full length album drop was that in two thousand twelve Yeah, I want to say we we've been into them for a good it was ten back. years it was back now. In the day. Yeah, we we've been yeah. in them for a good ten years now, and they they are just a hard rocking band. They're more on like the modern rocky side of things, but but they're playing Les Pauls and and Gibsons and Marshalls. No, actually, not a lot of Les Pauls. Um, no, Lizzie well, plays a couple of Les Pauls, but she's more into the Explorers. The Explorers, yeah. yeah. And, and, and the guitar player in the band, John, is it John? Oh, what is his name? <laughs> Here we go. Guitar Dad's preparation. Oh, geez. Yeah, we love Hailstorm. We don't, we don't know, know what his name is. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> John, I want to say, is it like John Bodinger or something? Not Bollinger. John, John yeah, No, it is. It's like Bodinger or something. It, it really That really is his name. Um, you can check me on that, Dave, but I think that's maybe that's true. Yeah, look them up while, yeah, while we talk I'll, about I'll it. Look, but um, but yeah, anyway, but Hailstorm. But they're an awesome band. Talk about them, and I'll look it up. They're an they're an awesome band. I mean, she talk about talk about she. First of all, Lizzie is a killer guitar player, absolutely killer guitar player, and she can sing. She is probably one of the best, if not the best, female rock singers ever. She and she's consistent. When we we've seen them live. When we when we watch a ton of their stuff live, she's con- she's consistently hitting the notes. She just brings it every single night. Oh, she's incredible. It, the, she's a force to be, she's absolutely she's incredible. a force to be reckoned with. So like one of her one, one of her idols is um Ann Wilson from Heart, who is also a force to be reckoned with. But another force but I to feel be like with. like Lizzie like takes that kind of style and almost takes it to a different different level. You know, a different sound, of course, a little bit more harder edge sound that Lizzie has to her voice. But I mean, yeah. uh, uh, unbelievable uh, vocals is where she really shines. But they do have this two guitar kind of attack, and the guitarist's name is Joe Hottinger. So I was close. 
Joe Hottinger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was right. I, I was going to say, that's not John. John, I, John. But I did, didn't I say Hottinger or Hottinger or something? You said something like that. Bottinger, I might have said. We'll let the people go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hottinger, Hottinger is his name. Joe Hottinger. He, he's yeah. awesome. And they, they just write this killer driving rock. I mean, they, they if you guys don't know Hailstorm right now, they're a very popular band. But but Lizzie is like the heart and soul of the band. And, and is just what she just like plays this amazing rock star role the other thing is she really takes seriously her role as like a role model for 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 girls and women and and, and absolutely and, oh she totally and if you does go to, and it's great to and hear and it see. is really cool and you guys know like you guys that are listening you're most of you are guys we just happen to know that but um if you go to a rock show it's mostly guys, right? You go to a hailstorm show. It's a lot of women. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of dudes a lot of there, women. but there's a lot of women there. So she's really speaking to like young women and girls, and it's and, and she's really an inspiration to them. And if you know, if you read her Instagram comments and stuff, it's all these women that are commenting. So I mean, she's I think she's like such a sp- special part of like the music world, especially for women. So, I mean, she's just, oh, she's she, so she, good. She absolutely she's, is. She is. She's a special part now. And for, for many, many years to oh, come, yeah. she is going to, and she has influenced and will continue to influence a lot of people, you know, men and women both, but yeah. uh, it, particularly women. And it's really great to see that, you know, she's, she's kind of promoting that kind of attitude because I think there needs to be a lot more, you know, light shown on the, that kind of thing. Oh, There's yeah. a lot of women out there, and you can see you. And we we follow a, a lot of you on Instagram. Yeah, and we've seen a lot of you on YouTube. Yeah. There's a lot of killer female guitarists out there and singers, you know that that really need to be kind of brought to the the, the you know the mainstream light. Totally. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. There's so many like killer women out there you know, that are playing that are, you know, on Instagram that are just killing it, you know, and it's, it's awesome. So I mean, it's great to see. So, um, what do you think, Dave, you want to do another one? Do we want to go on to our crazy gear stories? I don't know how are we doing on time. Uh, we're doing, uh, we're doing pretty well. We're getting, we're getting up on time. We're getting up on time. Why, why don't we go on? Why don't we up. save that? That was the highlight for w- women in rock for this week. We'll get, we got a ton more. We'll save it for the next pod. Yeah, we'll save that for next. And week. let's get into this, 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 this long and drawn out gear story. Oh God, <laughs> we're really gonna have to tell the story. Yes, we gotta tell the story. So Dave, you so start. before we went on, Matt really told me that I have to tell the whole story. Which so okay, if you're listening, just sit back right now, pour yourself a drink, and give yourself about a half an hour. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna take that long. Um, <laughs> so what Matt is referring to is the, and I've talked about my behind me that 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 uh, Bonnie Pink. Uh, oh, is that what it's ERS, called, Bonnie uh, Pink? Se Bonnie. I like Pink. the Bonnie yeah. Pink. It's a great name. It's a it's a it's a great guitar. Yeah. Uh, right over my shoulder over there. And um, anyway, and so it's an SE, but it it's uh, it I needed to make it a little adjustment on there, and I tried to do so last week. And as I tried to take the truss rod cover off, this is crazy. It's a one screw. It's a one. It's a one screw truss rod cover. As I'm unscrewing it, pop off came the head of the screw. So that so and, the head it, it's of the, tot- screw, the head of the screw pops off, and it's like, and the rest of the screw is like flush with the with the neck with the flush with the with, headstock. Flush, flush with the headstock. Oh my god! Like no shot of getting it out. So I tried all night. I tr- came up with all sorts of things. My wife looks. At it. it was just a mess. So it, uh, took it to Guitar Center the next day because I talked to them uh, that night, and their tech thought that maybe they could fix it. 
So That's crazy. And their tech was great. Uh, it our Danvers, Massachusetts store. If Tom is listening, I don't think he is. But anyway, I mean, Guitar yeah, Center. We, awesome. lo- we love to give Guitar Center a lot of flack, but in the end, like they're the only show in town. And this guy yep. actually came through for you. But go continue to tell him. He really know. No, he knows what he's doing. He yeah. really knows what he's doing. He tried. He really did try. Yeah. Um. But at the in the end, he couldn't get it out. Yeah. And we did. He did find in his bucket of tricks uh, another. Another trust rug cover. Uh, there was a three hole, so we can kind of screw around it, and then it went a little bit beyond that screw, and now it's all covered up, and so you never. And know. it looks good, Dave. Yeah, you can't tell that it's there, and it looks kind of cool. Yeah, it looks like it belongs. Oh, well, so, that's cool. But but this this is the Pandora's box here, because as we know, as we are all you know avid listeners of the Guitar Dads podcast, we know that Matt has been toying with this idea of another guitar, and he couldn't decide between. Uh, a Gibson Custom Shop or a PRS, back and forth, back and forth. So what do I do? I go in like the fancy room at Guitar Center, you know, behind the glass doors and all that. And what do I see? A PRS on sale. Oh yes. And what do I do? I take a picture and I send it directly to Matt. And what does he do? I I, I say he gets I, in his car immediately and drives. I say over. hold on, I'll be there in twenty minutes. So yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what's been going on is, like we mentioned on the podcast, I have been kind of curious about PRSs, because we talked about like one of the ultimate Guitar Dad guitars is, a, is you know, aside from the Gibson Custom Shop reissue, which we talked about earlier, is insanely expensive now, um, I was like, the other kind of Guitar Dad ultimate guitar is a PRS Custom 24, like a nice flamed out top, you know, the whole thing. And so I had my eyes on those for a while. I was on reverb. Over the holiday break, I was on reverb every day, scouring it. I actually made a few offers on guitars that got denied. And we're talking like, you know, we were maybe a hundred bucks apart on these guitars that you guys know are multiple of thousands of dollars. And, um... You know, and I never thought it would be in the realm of possibility that I would buy a new one, right? But Dave is in the store. It happens to be in the store. And I was like, you know, I know they, and he goes, you know, there's, he took me a picture of PRS. And I was like, wait a minute. What's the price on that thing? They had like a thousand dollars. They're trying to make room for the new 2022 PRSs in their little tiny platinum room at the Guitar Center that we that is close to us, and and they massively just yeah like a thousand dollars off. You know that I mean that's insane, right? So you know I tried to get the guy the 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 custom shop that's sitting in there that's what sixty five yeah sixty five. He said that's been sitting in there a year, and I tried to get him to discount that, but he no no I know it's kind of interesting they don't want to discount those. Um, I mean. They'll work with you a little bit on them, but not as much as that. So, so they, so I look at this thing and I'm like, that's less than I offered somebody for a brand new one. That's less than I offered somebody on Reverb like three days ahead before for like a five, six <laughs> years for crazy. like a 2015 model that probably wasn't even as good looking as this one. So, so you know, Dave sends me this and I'm like, this is too good to be true. So I get down there, I get my hands on it. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's a perfect PRS custom 24. And I'm like, you know what, you know, seize the day. And that was it. So I pulled the trigger on it and it, and it's absolutely an incredible guitar. It is, it's, you know, and you guys know we're kind of Gibson and, 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 um, Fender guys here. You know, Dave has the SE that he just kind of dove into, but, in the end, we're, we we mostly love our traditional kind of guitars, but the PRS, 
it's hard to deny how well they play, how great they they are intonated, how well they stay in tune, right, Dave? Like even the even yeah, the, you were saying the thing is the thing just like you tune it and it's yeah. almost like you never have to go back. But to even it. the SE has that kind of effect, right? I mean, these things these uh, it's got some tuning oh does it oh issues. really oh interesting yeah, just, okay well that's why so that's why well I, only because it, it needs some adjustment oh, that's okay, what right. led me to the whole thing. So, but it yeah. still has that kind of nylon nut or whatever they're using there that should be helping that the tuning issues um yeah no it doesn't now that it's all adjusted it's been okay but um, okay yeah that's what that's what caused me the whole issue yeah yeah yeah, yeah. little trust rod adjustment who knew that it was going to lead to an entire evening of trying to get a screw out of a headstock yeah. and bring it to good yeah times. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly hold on my son is asking me for something oh here needs, we go guitar, he needs to go to guitar dead interruption go, we need like to go to we bed. need like a theme we need music when a guitar dad oh interruption God. happens. We'll we'll call it a GD a, a GDI. Yeah, yeah. Guitar dad interruption. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we need like a we need like a music to, like a button. You could be like Fred Norris on Howard Stern. Just hit the button every time your son. He's asking me to approve games, and it's like, dude, like it's time for you to go to bed. But anyway, Scotty, if you're listening, go to go bed. Go to bed. So anyway, um, <laughs> he's, so he's up there listening. Yeah, live. he is. He's listening live. So so. So this PRS, right? So this custom 24, I mean, I did a lot of research, talked to a lot of people before I was even thinking about buying one of these things. I think like there's, there's a lot of, um, this course, there's a massive community of people that just think they're incredible guitars and amazing. And so there's, and then there's this community of people that just feels like, well, they don't quite have the mojo factor that Fenders and Gibson have. They just don't kind of have that sound that I'm looking for. And, um, you know, I'm still in the honeymoon uh, phase of this. I'm not even a week into owning this guitar. So I'll let you know in a few weeks. But, you know, I'm having a great time playing. I think the sound on it is incredible. You know, these pickups that they wind over there at PRS. I mean, th- this thing and everything about it, the fit, the f- finish, the the way it feels. Um, How's the neck? Oh, yeah, the neck isn't. So this is the, the Custom 24s have what they call the pattern. Of, what is it? Pattern neck or thin yeah, pattern thin neck. I'm sorry. Pattern thin I'm neck. Sorry. The pattern it, yeah. thin neck. They have, they have one called the pattern neck. They have one called the pattern um, vintage neck, which is like a fat Les Paul neck. That you you would think like pattern thin would mean thin. It's not really. It's more closer to like a um, like a '60s Les Paul type of feel. Or like a fendery, like a vintage um, fender feel. It's not like a super thin neck, like like I have on the Charvel, like a shred machine or something like that. It's nothing that thin, but it is. It's a little bit uh, thinner than like your traditional. I actually play because I really like the McCarty. I like the way it looked with like the covered pickups, and I like the different things that they had there. Um, and I just it has the the fat fat neck that I'd played and just was not comfortable with. So that's how I settled on the custom twenty four. That's also a twenty two fret guitar, and I don't own a twenty four fret guitar. So I figured, why not try to get this with the twenty four frets? And it are you finding it's hard to get accustomed to that? No, 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 no. And like the the whole like because the, their their scale length is they're in between a Fender. It's in and between. A Gibson, it's right? minimum. Yes, you, when you get it in your hands, you feel like the neck is a little long, but like it doesn't. It's pretty easy to adjust to it's not like super uncomfortable like it it is an adjustment you got to make where it's like wow this neck's a little bit longer but i actually love it because you have a little more breathing room down there 
which I love. You know, yeah. like if you if you're playing like an A, you can get down there and you don't feel like you're really coming up against it. So, um, right. so it's it's really cool and um, I yeah. just love it. it the, the I posted um over on Instagram, you can see the color. It's a unique color. It's a, I, I, it's, it's like a blue, it's like a faded blue with a, with a purple kind of burst around it. I, I call it's it beautiful. I, it, it absolutely, beautiful. I call it ultraviolet. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I call it. Is that, what are they, what do they call that color? Um, I think they, is there a they name? It, do, do it's we it's know? actually like an, it's actually like a one-off that they probably made for a guitar center. It was probably like a one-off color that guitar center chose. Cause I, I it's not on their website or anything. You can't find it. So I think it's like a, I think it's called like a blue, like a faded blue purple burst or faded blue violet burst or something. That's um, not the whale blue. It's though, not right? the whale, the not the one? whale blue. No, 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 no. It's called like faded blue, or it's not cobalt blue because it's not quite as dark as cobalt blue. It's not too yeah, dark. Yeah, so no. I think it's like some kind of faded blue, but it's definitely unique. The other thing unique about it is that it has an ebony board, right? It doesn't. It doesn't have a rosewood board like most custom twenty fours have. So it's ebony, which I don't own a guitar with an ebony board, so that's incredibly cool as well. So I don't know. Overall, I'm really happy with this purchase, and you know, it's another kind of guitar off the bucket list for me. You know that yeah, that awesome. Gibson Custom Les Paul is still out there, Dave. The the the, the fifty nine. What are you, you going to have for us next week? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you know, keep keep at it. Maybe I'll get something else. I'll keep I'll keep breaking stuff so I can go to Guitar Center. And, I know, and take but this is everything thing, that's on I sale. never would have known this was on sale because I don't think it was advertised on the website. I think it was like you have to be in the store and see it on sale in the store. You know, so see fate, fate. It was fate that, it the, was that fate. the headstock, that the, the trust rod cover was gonna break. Exactly right. I mean, the cr- trust rod, the trust rod screw was gonna uh, cover screw was gonna break, and I'd have to go get it fixed. I had no, so I had no intention of going to the guitar center that day or any time in the future, really. And so the fact that Dave was there and, and sent me this pick, I was like, well, this is insane how much they've they discounted this. And they wouldn't have lasted. Another guy would have came in just like me and would have been like, what am I, crazy? I'm I'm, I'm buying yeah, this Yeah, because what did he say? That was a just like just discounted like a week yeah. before or a yeah, few days yeah, before. Yeah, like a few days right? before. So not that, yeah. not that long. Yeah. You know, so like, you know, they said, you know, we've had this in inventory way too long. Let's 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 blow this thing out. So, I mean, it's awesome. I mean, I don't have it hanging on the wall because, like, I'm worried about, like, it's been super cold. And I'm like, why don't I just leave it in the case, keep it nice and warm? (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Now, I will put it on the wall. It's too pretty not to be on the wall. They are going to discount that custom shop. They're going to have to. That thing's been in there a year, at least, he said. I never see. And nobody's touched it. I never see them discount that stuff. Never. They, they, so they'd rather let it just sit there and, and not sell. They will discount. Rather than take a few hundred bucks yeah, off of it. Yeah, I mean, I've never seen, um, you know, they will discount the, 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 the production stuff all day long. The custom shop stuff with uh, Fender and Gibson, I've never seen them, like, just blow it out. I've never seen that. Uh, I think they. Mm. I think if you really wanted it, they would work with you on the price, and you might get a good chunk of money off. Um, I think that's how they roll with those is a guy comes in and he's like, yeah, I'll give you a thousand dollars less. And then they make a decision. Then I think that's how those roll, Dave. Yeah. Um, well, I yeah, told you yeah. like well, that could be Chicago you. music exchange pretty much when I asked them about it, they pretty much took, um, you know, this was like a, what was it? It was like a $6,700 guitar. They, they, they took like 800 bucks right off the top when you, when you asked them what the real price was. 
right? So yeah, maybe I shouldn't good. be broadcasting this, but here it is. It's broadcasted. There, there it is. is. <laughs> but no, but it's actually something hey, stay, for, stay, for you guys that are... Stay tuned. <laughs> you, we'll let you know all the discounts that are around But there. it's actually <laughs> something to understand. Like if you're in the market for high-end guitars, they do work with you on the price. You got, you got to, you know, you can't really haggle with them, but you can, you know, you can say like, what's the discounted price on this? And they will give you usually 10, at least right. 10% off a high-end guitar because yeah. they do want to move them. And, you know, and they know that, you know, they're marked up so much that they have some wiggle room, unlike what they have with other guitars. So um, anyway, there you go. There's your well, advice. We're going to find out hopefully soon what Matt's going to buy next because it seems to be a weekly thing. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> But what do we have on tap next week? I don't know, Dave. What's on tap? I think we might, we might, we might have, we might have an interview next week if we can confirm. Yeah, it. we, yeah. we might not. So we're not going to promise anything. Interviews take longer uh, to confirm be, than we anticipated, but they will yeah, happen. So it could be one of two interviews or, or nothing. Or none. So there you go. So stay tuned for that. But either way, we'll still be able to bring you a great show, even if we don't have a guest on next week. Yes. Um. So keep on keep on trucking and keep on listening, finding us on Instagram keep at on, Guitar Dad's Pod. Keep on trucking? What the, <laughs> what the hell trucking. is this? <laughs> That's the whiskey dog. Oh Jesus, keep um, on trucking. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, hey. You know, gotta you know, no. that's that's that that's not the road again. Um <laughs> <laughs> well, Dave's got a Dave's got a trucker hat on. Maybe he's like in a trucker. I do have the Gibson. He's in a trucker, trucker mode right, right now. Yeah. Anyway, okay. I just seen like a horn over yeah, here. Yeah, like, yeah. He's in the tree. He's got like the CB radio. He's good. You know, like a, like that pedal show guys. Like at the horn every time they they you know they mention somebody that they know. Yeah. We need like a truck, like a truck, like a, a big rig. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's a great idea. We should. We That's should what we need. Do that. I love it. Cool man. But anyway, yeah. Find us on guitar. Find us at Guitar Dads Pod on Instagram. We're constantly posting. Check us out on YouTube. Search Guitar Dads. Thank you to uh, all of our new listeners this week, our new followers this week. Welcome to the ride. It's fun. Welcome to the pod. Uh, and our new subscribers on YouTube. Welcome to the pod. And uh, what do you think? Was Is that, you, you, you got anything else? I think that's the Guitar Dads Podcast, Dave. That was this week's Guitar Dads Podcast. Keep rock alive. Catch you guys on the flip.